Hey guys, it's your DM Jacob. I just wanted to take this time to thank you for joining us through Act 2 of Tabletop Theater. We're very excited for Act 3 and just wanted to thank you all for your support. You know, be it in art, music, or, you know, just telling your friends about us. It really helps. And I also want to personally thank Art at Art. I have no idea how to say that, to be honest with you, so I'll spell it. A-H-R-T-D-R-T. Uh, for her work on that song Nightingale at the end of the episode. It was fantastic, and we loved it. I hope you guys look forward to all that's going to be revealed and, and even more in the coming act. And without further ado, episode 21. Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater. Last time, our heroes came face-to-face with the Heenan, an order set out to destroy the Angels. With the divine artifact within their grasp, the party must now fend off their former leader and friend, Siegfried. Will they be able to face the shadow of their past? Let's find out. You stand in a circular room. Strange pipes and cords twist and wind across the floor and walls towards a central stand that once held a holy artifact. Strange arcane ruins form a symbol beneath you and pulse with a dim red light. The building shakes violently again. Ceiling panels fall and break on the floor. Strange static-like distortions appear and disappear as if rips in time itself. Floor tiles begin levitating slowly as if gravity was gone yet you remain grounded, rooted to the spot, facing the only exit, and a shadow of your past. Four figures face you, a half-elf, half-gorilla, wearing a cloak, carrying a large bandaged bundle, a woman with long black dragon horns that poke out behind her mask, a dapper skeleton with an accompanying hat and cane, and Siegfried, handsome, severe, and seemingly impassive. A voice speaks again, but no one moves their mouths. You have done well. (laughs) Impressive, impressive. I did not expect them to be here so soon. Argus, place me so that I may see them. The half-gorilla man takes the bandaged sack off of his back and unwinds it. Inside the bundle is a large wooden puppet, a face like an oni, its tongue sticking out. Beneath it, a tattered cloak. You can see six spindly arms, each with sharp-pointed pronged fingers. It stands as tall as a man. It creaks with every movement. You can just barely make out from beneath the tattered cloth which covers it what appears to be a large, carved, wooden mouth on its stomach. Ew. You're not looking so good there, partner. The head turns with a loud, with, with creaking of wood, and it says, Charmed as always... If only I could lay my eyes on you, in truth. But for now, Argus will serve for that purpose. Now, I believe you have something that belongs to us, boy. Does he Does he look at, at Chosh? He does. He ha- in one of the wooden arms, moves out. Yeah, um, Chosh uh, will very tone-deafly say, I'm not sure what you're talking about, and slide the <laughs> artifacts into his armor. Um, Lola places a hand on Chosh, 
glances at the girl and glances back at Josh and says, You needn't worry, dear. It's all an illusion. This, this whole labyrinthian laboratory is just full of illusions. This is just one of them. I cast, I calmly cast Dispel Magic and expect it to all disappear. You cast the spell. The puppet laughs with a clacking of wood. (laughs) I think this is all real. Besides, I think you guys have someone that belongs to us. I believe we are at an impasse then. Shame. Kill them. Drifter will slide his gauntlet on and kind of weakly stand in front of Josh. Josh will uh, sort of put his, uh, wave his gauntlet uh, sort of over Drifter's body and cast Life Pact on him, uh, combining their life forces, making it so that any damage that Drifter takes, Josh can absorb. I say to the girl, Roslyn, Stay behind me. This will be over soon. I, I promise. And I, I, I think I'm close to tears. The skeleton man walks forward, taking his staff and tapping it on the ground in front of you. From it, springs, spine-like bones that grow up from the ground directly towards you. Roll a dexterity save. I'm about to take double damage. You both combine take five damage, but since your health pool is shared, you take ten damage. You're both unable to avoid the line of spiked bones that spring out from in front of you. Perhaps you believe them to be illusions. Perhaps you're not quite prepared. But because of this failure, Josh, both you and Drifter are now separated from Lola as a huge wall erects halfway between the room, dividing the room equally into two half circles. Oh, dear. (laughs) Roll for initiative. The Kabuki woman springs forward. Her four mechanical limbs jut out from her back and propel her towards you, Lola, swinging her two knives. My AC is 12. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's I know. really garbage. Dude, I'm, I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a corset. The Kabuki woman springs forward, her knife on chains. She slashes at you and throws the other one. The first slash, you're able to duck back in time. The second one clips you just barely, dealing you two damage. Her right arm transforms and elongates, looking like a snake head as it rushes towards your shoulder. It bites deep into your collarbone, dealing you an extra two damage. Drifter will start by pulling a card from the deck. Drifter, as you pull this card, you hear a blood-curdling scream from the card as if it has a mouth of its own. It continues to scream as you hold it in your hand. Do you drop it? Do you keep it? What do you do with it? He's going to throw it at the enemies (laughs) to at least cause some sort of distraction, hopefully. You throw the card, it continues to scream, and it hits the other wall. You throw it quite artfully, but it doesn't do any discernible effect. <laughs> it's just very loud. Uh, what else would you like to do? <laughs> Not all of them are bangers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this whole fight, I hope that you are now going to... I'm going to give you the sound bite right now. Yeah. It's... <laughs> just keep that going the whole fight. I'm not doing but that. But turn it up. Come on. No, don't do it real screen. <laughs> Okay, well, then he will... Uh, so Drifter will aim his revolver toward uh, the puppet man, and he will uh, wink at it and say, click, like he's t- taking a mental snapshot like a certain uh, little detective girl. So then so then Drifter will take a shot at this puppet that he's now marked. 
It hits. Yes, it's plus eight. Okay, roll for damage. Uh, so that's 22 damage on that puppet man. Drifter, you whip out your revolver after doing a little gun show with your click. You fire the bullet directly into the puppet's face. It smashes into the Oni mask. You see part of it crack and fall off onto the ground, broken. You can see some of the mechanism beneath the puppet. There seems to be some sort of long sort of pipe that goes up through its throat that aims out of its mouth that you couldn't quite see before. The puppet is severely damaged from this quite precise shot. Two things happen at once now. The gorilla man charges you, and Siegfried moves towards you, Chosh. The gorilla man attempts to hit you with a flurry of blows. He swings right, you dodge. You, he swings left, you go under his arm again. It's, in fact, he's too laboringly slow that you are actually able to get a hit on him. Because of his overly wide swings, you're able to go and punch him in the ribs. And he makes a pained sound as he clutches the wound, as if it hurt him more than it normally would. Siegfried goes at you, Chosh, but it's quite apparent that he's not putting his heart into it. He swings his sword in very flagrant ways, and such that it's so easy to deflect them. You easily parry it off with your shield, and it glances against your sword, even though before... It seemed quite overpowering. It's like he's pulling his shots right now. Sparks fly as, as the blade grazes ever so close to your head. But you feel like he did this on purpose. I, I will breathe in, breathe out, say, I wasted time with you both before. An illusions. Minor magic. I won't waste my time now. And so I cast... Witch's bolt and direct it at the skeleton man. That's, odd. <laughs> That's a seven. You charge up your shot and you point it with your two fingers. A bolt of lightning shoots forward. It blasts into the copper door. The copper door itself is electrified for several seconds afterward, charged with this electro, this blue electrical light that showers sparks throughout the room, through all the cords and wires on the floor. But you miss. Uh, it seems during this time Edgar has brought the little girl over towards a corner far away from the fighting and has now returned to your side and growls menacingly at your enemies. Edgar, attack! And I point to the woman in the kabuki mask. Sure. These strange mechanical limbs and serpent arm. Edgar, one of his handle loops from the bag detaches and it grows like a spiked tail of a scorpion and it stings out at the at the kabuki woman it goes and punctures her through her clothes and she yelps out in pain and she backs away from you giving you much needed distance i give him a pat good boy the puppet shoots at you drifter from its mouth from the tube that you saw before unleashes a hail of spikes it shoots them at you uh you duck and dodge and weave and are able to dodge all three of these spikes as they sink deep into the wall behind you. So Chosh is going to uh, try and hit the old Siegfried. I'm going to use smite. I'm going to use three charges of divine smite. So that's 16 plus six to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hits. That hits, yeah. So Siegfried's never known for wearing a lot of armor. No, he's not. 31, and uh, that's one hit. And now Chosh is going to roll to hit again because he gets two attacks a turn. This is a regular hit. 18. One plus three. Chosh, you you punish Siegfried for his indecisions about hitting you. You slam him. Your blade ignites with holy energy and it swipes across his chest. It cuts through his armor. It cuts through his chest. You see blood appear all throughout his front. He's pushed physically backwards by, this, by the force of this blow. Your second blow 
is only able to get a light jab, cutting a little bit of his face, just leaving a little scratch. As Chosh is, is swinging at Siegfried, uh, Chosh will do perhaps a rare bout of mid-combat gloating and say, I always knew I was more faithful than you, Siegfried. I just didn't realize how much stronger I was, too. Siegfried, in your, as he clutches his, his chest, you see white light pouring from his hand, healing the wound partially. You can't have faith in a false god, Chosh. The Kabuki woman is pacing around you, Lola. Slowly, as the skeleton man walks closer, as if to flank you. As she walks, she speaks, and she says, You know, dear, your friend plays much better with us, I think. Much more our sort of crowd. She and the skeleton man move as once to try to pincer you. She moves forward, trying to grab you with her four metallic arms. Uh, roll a strength check to resist. Eight. Her arms stab into you as, the, as this happens, and they push you to the ground, and you begin grappling with her, rolling her on the ground. Suddenly, you're covered in mud. You're completely gone from the situation. You're in the bottom of a canyon. You hear people screaming and jeering. You look around. She appears to be experiencing the same thing as you. You both look at your arms. You seem to be chained to each other. Suddenly, the vision ends, and you appear next to each other, scrambling to get back to your feet. Get away from me. Can I try to push her away? Sure, you do. You push her away. The skeleton man tries swinging at you in the meantime from your distracted state. But he slices too slow, and he just barely misses you. He cleaves a little bit of your of one of your locks of hair. Drifter will turn towards the gorilla man who just uh, violently tried to attack him. I was there, I was there. It was pretty violent. <laughs> Fun fact. Very violent. Um, and he will uh, take a shot. Uh, using his fo- his targeting shot, uh, aiming at his leg. Okay, great. Uh, roll the hit. That definitely hits. Uh, roll for damage. 11 damage to his leg. You're basically grappling with the gorilla man as it is already. You're so close, you easily point your hand down as he tries to wrestle the gun from your grip. You shoot it right into his thigh. He lets out a howl of pain and grasps his leg. You aim for his other leg, but the shot goes astray. Mainly because the gorilla man now moves deftly to tackle you roll a strength check 10 at first you think he's about to throw you onto the ground pin you down but that's not at all what happens he grabs you easily with his heart with his arms he's nearly twice the size of you and instead he throws you towards the puppet the puppet itself arms open up it grabs you with all six of its arms and it holds you against its chest drifter you feel a sharp pain in your stomach as if a huge mouth was biting down on you i think the real pain is is in josh i was about to say you take, you take six damage, and then you feel a sharp, piercing pain, as if something shot out of its mouth. You look down at your chest, and you see a spike right through your stomach. Well, that's not good. You look up. You don't see the room at all. You see a beautiful city, a city of gold. It seems familiar, but your eyes are blurry. A bit of debris is lodged deep in your chest. You see a figure, a familiar-looking face. It's your son. He's bending over you, but you can barely stay conscious. You see an enormous, monstrous figure in the distance, and then you're back in the room. With a wave of his cape, a series of daggers fly towards you, three of them. Each of them bounces harmlessly off of your shield. You look up over your shield, smugly, but it seems as if this was just a distraction. Siegfried lets out a torrent of swipes. He now holds both 
the demonic dagger that he once had, as well as the holy sword. While you're able to dodge most of these, your sword is not so lucky. The holy sword that Siegfried swings slices right through the blade of your sword, as it once did. The blade clatters harmlessly on the ground, and you are left with hardly more than a dagger. Siegfried sucks. I love my second sword. <laughs> all right. I'm going to have to get some like a like an invoice to replace all these because <laughs> this is just this is insane. The overage. I'm trapped between these two ghastly creatures. And that's offensive. She's she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> I um I bolt up because I was on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Dust off my skirts. And start stepping back and away towards the door. The opposite corner of the room from where Rosalind is cowering. And as I'm walking away, I connect like, I connect my eyes with hers. And say in a whisper that only she can hear, My darling, this will be over soon. Please, just be quiet. Close your eyes. And as I'm towards the door, I point a finger at the woman in the mask. And I say, You foul wretch! Quite honestly, I pity you to be shrouded in darkness and despair. And as I say that to her, I cast Bungle. Bungle uh, gives... Uh, my opponent a 20 penalty penalty on a, their next attack roll. When she hears her opponent, who she's struck multiple times, she's bested in combat before, and who she's just dis- whom she's just disparaged, speak down to her and pity her. I think the woman has a pang of of, uh, almost a a physical sensation of shame that causes her hands to shake. Uh, And so she's, um, it's probably something that she might not sincerely feel, but she's... Compelled to feel the emotion. So Chosh is going to throw his garbage broken sword aside and he is actually going to run past Siegfried, past this gorilla man, and to the puppet. If I remember correctly, you described the puppet as having a uh, met- metal tube. Yeah, so Chosh is going to take out his uh, his rust bag, and he's going to just grab that tube and try and both simultaneously destroy the tube and also wrestle the puppet away from, uh, from um, Drifter. 20! All right. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's awesome. Um, cast your useless broken sword aside and it chings against the, the tiles below. You reach in and grab from your bag of rust a handful of the magical powder. You run straight towards the puppet, grasping it by its throat as you cover it with this magical powder. You see the pipes and inner cogs and mechanisms of it begin to rust away. The whole contraption, weakened already by Drifter's quite powerful shot, causes the puppet to collapse under the ground. Drifter is freed. The puppet itself starts spewing out much of its contents, including an acrid black smoke, and you and Drifter quickly move away from it. As you push backwards, 
as you move away from the puppet, you find that you are now back to back with Lola standing near the door. The building itself shakes again. The lights in the room flicker. The kabuki woman is filled with this strange emotion against you, Lola. She takes out one of her knives as if to throw it at you, but she fumbles the grab and she drops all of her knives on the ground. The skeleton man points his staff at the door behind you. Not so fast. And he points his staff at the door. The door itself slams shut. The first thing is the Hirsch Drifter will turn to, to Josh and say, I owe you one. Drifter will turn his attention uh, to the gorilla man. Um, how is he doing after sh- being shot in the leg? He's definitely hampered in his movement. He can't easily run after you. So Drifter will use another targeting shot and uh, this time aim uh, for the head because that's a... Uh... I hear that's where gorillas are weak, actually. Yeah, that's they're really weak, weak in the head. All right, roll the head. Bullets, their only weakness. That's an 18. Uh, yeah, roll for damage. 18 damage. Drifter, your head is spinning. You're in quite a bit of pain with this spike through your chest. You, cro- sure. you, you are able to just barely aim down your sights, and you shoot the bullet right at the gorilla's head. It doesn't hit it quite directly, but it does quite a bit of damage. The gorilla, unfortunately, passes his save. He's not concussed for the round. You, hear, you, you see him holding on to his cheek. It's covered in blood as blood pours out of the wound. For his second shot, uh, he'll aim for the gorilla man again. He's kind of ignoring Siegfried for the moment. That's fine. A 14. Uh, your second shot, unfortunately, is not quite as good. He's not good the second shot. Your, your eyes are, are bleary. And the second shot goes astray. It, it shoots into the wall. Good. I meant to hit that wall. You did meant to hit the wall. <laughs> it's going to cause a crazy chain of events that will actually disarm the whole situation. The gorilla man basically blindly runs towards you all, going towards you, Drifter, but he can't see quite well. He misses you, Drifter, and instead he hits Chosh. Well, right. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you have shared help. I had to it doesn't really, really matter. You're really unwieldy. <laughs> I, had to, I had to see. I was also basing it off of if it was even or odd. If yeah. it would, who it would hit. It's fair, it's fair. Um, Chosh basically runs into you like a ram. You are knocked into the air, and you go soaring across the room, slamming into the other wall. As you fall down to the ground... You're suddenly thousands of feet in the air. You see the clouds below you. You see a figure screaming as they fall right in front of you. A face that at once appears familiar, yet foreign. A female face, but you can't quite make her out. You reach out your hand, but her hand is just barely out of reach. You fall onto the ground, and you take ten damage. As I see Josh slam... Into the wall and then onto the floor. Are you quite all right, dearie? That 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 looked rather painful. Ah, for you. <laughs> um, Josh only makes like dazed sounds from under the helmet. Can I run over to like pull him up? Sure. You pick him up, Siegfried, on the other side of the bone wall. Suddenly, you see a burst of light as he once again sprouts not one but two pairs of wings which he uses to fly over to your side, Chosh, and he attacks you from above. Siegfried brings down the holy sword. He returns your smite. You bring up your shield, just barely in time. A sound like a church bell ringing happens. Half of the force of the sword's attack is sealed inside of your shield as Siegfried is bounced across the room and slams into the opposite wall. The other half penetrates through your shield and you feel... A divine energy slice through you, and you take 12 damage. Drifter's going to kind of also clutch his chest as he... Uh, does he, does he feel it? You do feel it. 
a little burn there. The skeleton man runs up to you, Chosh. His He draws from his cane a sword that he runs straight towards your chest as if to impale you. But just as he's about to get to you, a jet of fire issues from an unlikely source from the mouth of Edgar. <laughs> and the skeleton man is blasted into the other wall. Yeah! Thank you, Edgar. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Chosh is going to uh, spend his last um, level two spell slot to grow a tail. Grow a shark tail. Your armor, specifically designed for this situation, sprouts from it a shark's tail. That's just your bonus action. What do you do? There's turn. Uh, I would like to... Um, First, I will expend the energy of the shield to blast the Kabuki woman, who I really don't like one bit. Do you just like want to run up and smash her with it? I want to run up and I want to smash her. Can I angle it so that she falls into the Gorilla Man? Is that a... Is yeah, sure. You can try that. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of people flying into things. There's a hole right here. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just feeling like that's that's the way she goes. So so Chosh circles around the, um, around the Kabuki mask demon snake woman of many adjectives and... Uh, blasts her with the shield uh directly into the gorilla man roll the hit 15 plus uh six is 21 you easily circle the kabuki woman and you slam into her first you swipe under her with your tail knocking her off her feet much like before and then much like on the train you slam her with your shield except this time it has been charged with divine energy it smashes her sending her sailing across the room straight into the gorilla however the gorilla catches her you see her face her mask has broken away at the force sealed inside your shield you see her face itself is somewhat burned she's as pale and snake-like as ever josh is going to take out his dagger which he does have canonically canonically and uh he's just he's he's gonna try and throw it into the gorilla man's eye that's a three uh, plus, I guess that'd be plus dexterity. You throw the dagger at the gorilla man. It seems to be headed straight towards the kabuki woman, but the gorilla man artfully catches it between two of his fingers and tosses it onto the ground. He finally speaks for the first time and he says, Are you all right, Shay? She nods. He sets her down. Aww. He pulls off his cloak, <laughs> unfastening it as it falls to the ground. He appears to be wrapped up which he also undoes, and you see his torso is covered with many eyes, seeing in every direction, even his arms. He seems like he's finally decided to get serious, and he runs straight towards you this time. Drifter will uh, confidently stare down these enemies and pull a card. As you draw this card, it is pure white. From it, amidst an enormous torrent of snow, which fills the room with a sort of clouds, and the room itself begins being filled with snow ever so slowly. Again, the building shakes violently. More of these static sort of disruptions in time seem to be emanating, especially from where the artifact used to be. The room is becoming unstable. Tiles fall. Wires that are attached to the ceiling swing dangerously towards you. The screaming of the card before is finally muffled by the falling <laughs> snow. <laughs> <laughs> Drifter. Drifter, what else do you do? That was just a bonus action. Yeah. Uh, Drifter will roll his eyes at his gauntlet that has been rather useless today. Uh, uh, unfortunate. He, he can no longer use the cannon, and he's pulled cards in his desk, so he's going to take the uh, gauntlet off his arm and throw it onto the back 
of the Gorilla Man. Okay. <laughs> because it can operate on its it own. It can. What are you trying to get it to do? Something. To, so if it gets on his back. I'm sure it can do Strangle some damage. Him. Yeah, get on, like, distract his head. Pinch it. Sure. Uh, I will give you, I will give him disadvantage. Okay. If you roll to hit him. Oh, let's throw that really well. That's a four. That's good, <laughs> good throw. You, you throw the gauntlet, but it goes too far. It's, it, cascades off into the other room and you hear it scuttling on the ground moving back towards you it'll, oh. it'll take some time to get back but great it does Gotta it does have a command way. yes I, it, it's good i hope it keeps doing with like i wanted to do and not come back to me oh yeah it yeah will. yeah okay you gave it a command the gorilla man continues his pursuit against you chosh he now attacks you he lets out an almighty punch he sucker punches you in the stomach it deals you six damage he then kicks out with his leg only dealing you another one damage but you're able to withstand most of this. You hear a cold voice from the puppet's remains say, Enough! Retreat! The figures begin moving towards, back towards the puppet. As I see Siegfried moving closer to the puppet, towards us, towards me, I stare at him, and the tears that I've been holding back just start to flow from my eyes. And I say, you. How could you? How could you tear us apart? Why are you here? Why now? And I snap. And I take my, gav- my, I take my dagger and run at him. And start slicing blindly at him. Roll to attack with advantage. 19? Probably not going to do better. Okay, so 19 plus 5, so 24. Siegfried is not at all expecting this. Why don't you die? You run up to him. You take your dagger and you sink it into his chest. You treacherous bastard! You you betrayed us! He looks just shocked (laughs) at you. Peering down, completely surprised that you even attacked him. He doesn't use his sword. He instead... He places his hand on your chest as if to push you away. You suddenly feel a force welling up in his hand and you are blasted across the room, slamming into the other wall. Uh, you leave the knife stuck in his chest. You hit the wall with a crunch. You, de- you take 10 damage from the force of his blast and hitting the wall. All of the figures are moving towards the puppet. Most of their party is there. The only one who hasn't made it yet is the gorilla man. Yeah, and he's never going to get there because what's going to happen is Chosh is going to run up and he's going to cast smite on his fist. Does he have any smites left? Yes, he has one left. And he's going to cast smite on his fist and he's going to try and punch the gorilla man in his other leg so hard as to shatter it. This is the goal. I have two punches, and I have the tail, and I'm going to try and grapple him with the tail regardless and try and hold him back. All right, roll the hit. Okay. 17 plus right. 6. All right, roll for damage. That is 4 damage. 16 uh, plus my strength is 19. You sucker punch his leg. His other leg buckles. He's already lost a lot of blood from Drifter's wounds, and his other leg was basically limping already. He kneels down. You wrap your tail around his neck. You grab his arms and twist them behind his back. You see his party all clutching the remains of the head of the puppet. You see Shay shout out. She says, no, but they disappear in a flash of light. You have the gorilla man incapacitated. The building itself 
rumbles again, extremely violently. You hear an almighty crash outside of the door, as if the ceiling itself was caving in. Josh will very calmly uh, look at Drifter and Lola and sort of grab the gorilla man by his, by his feet and say, if we're going to get him out of here, I'm going to need some help. Drifter will uh, go help Lola up after she's been blasted into the wall and say, get her out of here and point to the girl who's been uh, petrified, shaking in the corner uh, and run over to help carry this gorilla man out. I put my hands on her shoulders and say, can open your eyes. Rosalind, we have to leave. We have to leave right now. Get on Edgar, and we'll just run as fast as we can. You pick her up and place her on Edgar as you begin running over to your friends who are hastily tying up and picking up the subdued gorilla man. I'm assuming this door is opened after they've left. It's not locked. It, it actually is an illusion. Oh, <laughs> didn't even do anything. Oh, oh, I should have known. I thought uh, about it. He, um, he, he does it. You turn, seeing now the door is actually open. It seems what the skeleton man had done before was actually just an illusion. Mm-hmm. You turn to run through the door. You already see the hallway above you is filled with rubble. As you're about to make your way into the room, the ceiling collapses, and you're trapped in this room. All about you, these temporal distortions continue to grow and grow. You are pressed against the wall as emanating from the spot from where the artifact once stood seems to be an almighty aura of this strange temporal time warp of some sort. This force inevitably going towards you. What do you do in these final moments? Drifter will have one arm on the, the gorilla just to keep him. I am holding the girl's hand and placing my other hand on Drifter's arm. I'm closing my eyes. Yeah, Chosh is uh, sort of like in like a panicked state, like patting the wall behind him as if like some sort of secret Mm. like rock or something will be found uh, in the last moments, but it's really just like, it's a pretty feeble effort. Like it's not, it's not like rapid or anything. It's just sort of like a feeling about last ditch, nothingness really. Eventually the force overcomes you. You all disappear. The building itself disappears. All of you appear again in that black room.
Join us again for the next exciting episode of Tabletop Theater in Act 3, Winter, Episode 22, Winter's Harvest.